Welcome back, ladies and gents, to another episode of the Man and Man podcast. I am Kelvin Dooley, and there's an appearance, but heard that. But on the other end is first name Trey, last name Vine. I like to call it Big Time TV. Big Time, what's going on? Uh, not a whole lot, dude. Just, uh, you know, trying to stay busy, trying to keep myself moving. Uh, it seems... Seems to be easy as of late. Seems like I'm I've got a lot going on. So uh, I enjoy it though. I enjoy being busy. So and having a lot to do. But uh, yeah, just trying to keep trying to keep myself moving. Nice. Did you hear that that meow in the background by chance? I did not. But okay. um, hey, the there's there's no uh, no harm in having a third third voice on the show. So yeah, if if, if the audience heard it, then uh, you know, well, welcome to the show. There you go. Welcome, my cat. Is oddly enough, the cat's name is. We gave him the name of our last name. Um, I've never, I've never seen a pet named after a human in that sense. Duly to the show. Hopefully, he will not interrupt again. Um, <laughs> and you got. We start every show uh, with the national holidays. Uh, one of them, maybe I sent to you incorrectly, but we'll get to it here shortly. Today is National Chicken Fried Steak Day. TV growing up, and I'm talking about my childhood and teenage days, I could not stand chicken fried steak. It looked horrible. And I'm not okay. talking about the outside, because the outside looked nice and fried and crispy and done. But when you cut it open, I was just never a fan growing up. It wasn't okay. until adulthood, and you added, like, some quality size where I started to like chicken fried steak. What about you? Uh, I, I'm, I'm a fan of chicken fried steak. I wouldn't say it's, like, one of my favorite meals. Um. Thing. But I like it. Uh, I always have liked it. I, I've never, um, I've honestly, I've never heard the cutting it open and it looks, you know, it just doesn't. But I get it, I guess, because it is kind of jarring. Like you got the light breaded, like, you know, like crispy friedness on the outside, yeah. and then you cut into it, and it's got that dark, you know, beef right. colored, you know, meat, and it's like, wait, what? So I, I kind of get it, but I, I never had heard that until now. So uh, yeah. a little something new for me but i but i get it it makes sense yeah and there you go and check this out tell me how this sound a city guy but out here in the city chicken fried steak isn't really a popular thing uh just growing up in the city we don't really eat a lot of chicken fried steak it's either chicken or steak that's eaten i guess normally where i'm from at least chicken fried steak really one of those things but yeah yeah no maybe it's a country thing small town thing maybe I think so. I think it's probably more of a, a like a um, small country area type thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was about to say Midwest, but that obviously doesn't work because Kansas City's still in the Midwest. So right. yeah, it's got to be just something to do with like a small, maybe you know home home homegrown country type of thing that that we have uh, thrown steak into this chicken fried, you know, to make it. Uh, even more country ish, I think. So, and then, like you said, yeah. throwing the gravy on top just adds to that country feeling. So, <laughs> I think so. I think it's just just a country meal altogether. Yeah, um, it's it's also that today is National Pumpkin Day. Um, I you only see pumpkins at least I do once a year, and that's the month of October. Is always a a welcoming sight that lets me know how fall are here so yeah. today is national pumpkin day yeah and it's 
I'm with you. You only really see them one one time a year for a month's time is, is about as long as you'll see them. Sometimes not even a month long, maybe just like two, three weeks. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you see them, and, and that's when you know fall is here. And I'll tell you what, I know fall is here because it is getting cold around here. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I consider yes. it cold once it drops below 70 degrees, and it's below 70 degrees, and I am not <laughs> liking it because I'm wearing sweatpants and hoodies every day. <laughs> Yo, I'll wear a hoodie underneath that bomber jacket yesterday. It was a, a Chiefs. Uh, it's, it's, not, it's not a heavy bomber jacket, but a pretty lightweight bomber jacket. And it was at that point I knew it was getting a little, a little cold outside because to, exactly. to wear anything, to wear any outerwear twice, you yep. know, hoodie, a jacket over a hoodie, that, yeah, that lets me know that, yeah, it's about that time of the season, man. Yep, yep. Today's also National Breadstick Day. Personally, TV, my favorite breadstick is a cheese stick. You know, breadsticks are fine, but I, I would prefer a little cheese with my bread. There you go. I'm with you 100%. Uh, if, I, if I go to Pizza Hut, I'm not getting the breadsticks. I'm getting the yeah. cheese sticks. You, <laughs> you got to have some cheese. It adds, it adds an extra element. Yes. And in the script, I had day of the, of the employed TV. My apologies. Today is day of the deployed. For all of the yep. um, military that deploys um, to their respective branch, Army, uh, Navy, or Air Force, today's National Day of the Deployed. Thank you to you guys. Uh, and we've talked about this before. You guys have uh, all of the courage, more courage than me, uh, to go out there and serve for your country. Uh, so thank you. Uh, from Kelvin, and I'm sure I can speak for Big Time TV. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Uh, th- thanks to all who have been deployed, are deployed, um, or plan to deploy. I mean, th- thanks to literally every single one of you for, for uh, having, like Kelvin said, that courage and that strength uh, to go out and defend the country. Yes. Coming up on today's show, uh, me and TV, did, we will talk about week seven winners and losers. We'll take a trip uh, back to Sunday and just discuss who won, who we thought won, and not in terms of W's and L's, but who we thought won and lost, whose stock went up and went down. Uh, Deshaun Watson, would you trade for him and how much? We'll run down our favorite uh, division, the AFC West. Um, but before all of that, TV, you know what time it is. You guys know what time it is. It is time for the moment of do. Get it started, TV. Let's do it. That was enough to get can, man. Another one. Yeah. And a, you must have a, a secret opening. Like, this is the specific opening these cans. Uh, you, you can't rush it. You got to – I'm, mm. I'm going to get – I'm. You, you gave me a chance to, to go in-depth, and I'm going to do it. And it's going to be the goofiest thing ever, but I'm going to do it. You can't That's rush it. it. You can't just, you know, just stick your finger on the on the pop tab and just rip it right open. You can't rush it. You got to be nice and easy. You got to hit that first crack, and that's where you hear the the initial crack. And it mm-hmm. kind of all that air comes out, and then you finish it with the second crack that actually pushes the uh, can completely open, and then you just hear that last loud, crisp pop. <laughs> the first, the first one just lets the air out, gets all that, you know, uh, I don't know what what it is, but the air that that's trapped inside the can, and then right. the second pop gives you that loud, nice, crisp pop, and then that way you get two separate noises instead of it all just being rushed into one. Only on the Man to Man podcast <laughs> would you get canned the expertise. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> here, baby. 
I'll tell you what, when I, I tell you what, when I post this one on Facebook, I'm going to be sure and start it by saying tune in for some uh, pop can opening uh, lessons. Only on this show. <laughs> All right, without further ado, with that great part out of the way, World Series Game 1 kicks off tonight. Um, TV, it is the Atlanta Braves visit. No longer the cheating Astros. They are visiting the AL pennant winner, Houston Astros. Your thoughts on game one tonight, and give me a prediction on who wins this thing. Um, so it, we'll start with the game one, like you said. Uh, Framber Valdez is going up against Charlie Morton. Charlie Morton's been pretty good so far this postseason. Um, Atlanta really can't complain with what they've gotten from Charlie Morton. Um, but Framber Valdez really turned Houston around in this most recent series um, <clears throat> against Boston uh, in his near no-hitter. Uh, he ends up going eight innings, and I think he only allowed one hit, maybe two. Uh, but nonetheless, a near no-hitter. He goes eight innings, uh, shuts out the Boston Red Sox. Um, look, Framber Valdez really turned the Astros – uh, around a little bit in, the, in that series as Boston's offense was really just on fire. Uh, and then they just shut off for the last three games of that series. And that was started by Framber Valdez's big time game. Um, so look, I, I think Framber Valdez is going to carry that momentum into this game against Atlanta. And I expect another great game. I'm not going to say he goes another eight innings and, and shuts out the Atlanta Braves, but I think you see another great game from Framber Valdez, uh, a young kid, and if he can carry that momentum, I, I really think he's going to shut down the Atlanta Braves tonight. And I think Houston will get it started with a win uh, in game one. I am going with the Atlanta Braves. And let me let me lead into this by reviewing how the – started with me completely dismissing their presence in the Major League Baseball postseason. I had I thought they had no chance. And I had – this dates back to what the, the – we're, yeah. we're discussing the Braves, and I'm like, TV, they have no shot. They have absolutely no shot. TV, same thoughts on what was it, the Giants and the, uh, the second Sox. team, the Red Sox. Yeah, I, yeah I, I didn't double down like TV did, but I <laughs> thought they had no shot. Oh, by the way, they are won the National League pennant, and they're in the World Series. So I, I feel great in those words. As for the Astros, look. We would have said this before. This team still has a boatload of talent. So while we, we had the scandal and the whole cheating uh, scandal, but while we were so dismissive of this talent and this team, led by Dusty Baker, who was just a quality Major League Baseball skipper, he's never won anything. Uh, nonetheless, he's still just a good Major League skipper. They are back in the World Series. As to who wins tonight, give me the Braves. Oddly enough, I'm, I'm – Done. I'm done skipping out on the Braves. Give me the Braves. I think they beat a better pitching rotation in the previous series against the Dodgers. Um, they were able to score against the Dodgers. They were able to really contain uh, the rotation to that starting rotation and hold it down that Dodgers bullpen. Give me the Braves going into Houston and off to a great start. They get the W tonight. And for the series, though, I'm going to Astros win it. I think they possess more talent, better players. Uh, I think their home field a bit better. I think their their coaching would be a little bit better. Give me the Astros in this series. Nobody wrong, TV. I know this isn't the the very first next season following the scandal, 
but to win a World Series post scandal, that's amazing. I, I think it that's is. just that's amazing. And you know what I like the most. I, I haven't given you given you my thoughts on the entire series yet, but before I do, uh, what I find the most, I guess, interesting to me, or, or, or what I really like the most about the, this team, is that they've been asked about it by reporters, right? Like 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 reporters, uh, analysts. They, they have asked them after the game, like, look. Um, you know, you guys have been, you know, kind of talked about ever since the 2017 scandal. And, um, you know, everybody's really been talking about the cheating and, and this, that, and whatever. And you guys are, you know, proving them wrong now. And Alex Bregman is one I've heard. I think Altuve has been talked about it too. But Alex Bregman was like, look, you know, like we're not out here to prove anybody wrong. He was like, if that's all that we were trying to do, we wouldn't make it as far. He said, we're not just trying to prove everybody wrong. We are trying to prove that we are a good baseball team and that we can win a World Series. So, like, while while it's probably in the back of their minds that everyone's d- doubting them and everyone's calling them cheaters and everyone's worried about 2017, yeah, they might be thinking about it, but it's in the back of their mind. What's in the front of their mind is being still being the best team they can be, and I, I think that's – I think that's carried them further than anything because I, I think just not worrying about the doubters, not worrying about the people talking about, you know, the, them cheating. I think that's helped them carry the rest of the way, the way to the world series. So um, we'll see how much further they can make it. But I really think them kind of trying to push that aside and just every time it gets brought up, they just kind of push it aside. Like, yeah, but we're not worried about proving people wrong. We're just worried about being as good as we can be. So um, With that being said, though, TV, do you take Bregman at his word? Do you actually believe that? Because I, I no, they actually set out to prove the whole world wrong. Like, yeah, we're, we're a bunch of talented guys who cheated, but don't get it twisted. We can take on the best pitching staffs and the best teams in baseball. I just, I, I, I don't believe he was one of the worst, the worst ones. And I'm not turning t- talking in terms of cheating. Just with this statements following. Um, the yes. scandal coming out. He was yes. one of the most overspoken ones. So absolutely, no. He's, yeah, no, I don't believe you, Brett. I'm sorry. <laughs> he was definitely one of the most outspoken because he was one of the most that took to social media about it um, because right. he was upset and complaining on social media about it. So you might be right. May, maybe, maybe he's not being honest. Maybe they are thinking about it. But to be able to deflect that question, I think, on national television and instead of, you know, saying, oh, yeah, you know, like, look, we're proving all the haters wrong, to be able to deflect that question and say, no, nah, man, look, we're just worried about winning a World Series. I still think that takes strength to be able to deflect that question, especially in this era. Like, I mean, we see all the athletes that are taken to social media to complain about things that are going on. I think to be yeah. able to deflect that on national television at least takes a little bit of strength um, to just be like, no, nah, man, look, look, we're just worried about winning a World Series. Um but you might be right. He might be. He might be BSing us. But still, um, I think. I think nonetheless. I think it's a good answer every time he they get asked that question to be able to deflect it and just say, "Nah, man. Look, we're just going on to win a World Series." Um, and with that being said, Kelvin, I think the Houston Astros are going to win this World Series. Uh, I think the Atlanta Braves. I think. I think what it's going to come down to for them is the first two, first two or three innings of every baseball game. And the reason yeah. I say that is because. That's how they got past the Atlanta Dodgers or the Atlanta Dodgers. Wow. The Los Angeles Dodgers, in my opinion, that's how they got past them. Because if you remember, they started out most games with a couple runs in either the first inning or the second inning. And that's putting pressure on LA. Now, of course, LA came back and won some of those games. 
um, or came back and, you know, made a, made a game out of some of those, um, you know, and didn't just go down early and, and get blown out. But that puts that pressure on L.A. to score and bounce. When you, when, you score early, when you strike early like that, the team knows, okay, well, we're down early. we got to come back. So if they can do that same thing to the Houston Astros, I really think the Atlanta Braves have a chance in this series. But I think it's going to come down to those first two innings of every game. Um, they've got to score early, and they've got to put the Astros in a hole and force them to come back. Uh, but I just – I don't know if they can do enough of that to win this World Series. I'm going to take the Houston Astros. Yeah. Uh, the Houston Astros coming to this World Series, it's more experience. Um, I mean, been there, done that. This is their third trip here. They're one-on-one in both in, in the previous two um, fall classics. But to be here for a third time, it's a young, um, you know, hungry team. Braves, they got a lot to prove themselves that this run is no fluke and, and they and they belong. Uh, Eddie Rosario, probably the hottest player remaining between the two teams. Yeah. And it that you get the hottest player in the fall classic to be your leadoff hitter. I think he's what the leadoff hitter at what center field left field for Atlanta. So uh, I'm not sure if he play, plays center. I honestly don't know. That, that's kind yeah. of, but he, he's it's, an outfielder, obviously. Um, but yes. Yeah. But no, yeah, those look. Give me the Astros. This is gonna be an exciting game one because I actually agree with you. If the if the Braves get off to a hot start like they've done previously, uh, like they did against the, the Dodgers, and I would like to. I got another key point, but I bring it up. I guess when we talk about the AFC West with the Dodgers, um, if they get off to a hot start and put that on Houston early, because I don't think Houston has um, outside of, I don't think they have like top tier guys at the top of that rotation like that i think they have a rotation of like number threes and twos but i don't know if they have that number one back so if the like brace can right. jump on them early i think they suit some well for game one and just the rest of the series absolutely i agree afc um, west tv yes yeah, so speaking of the afc west um chargers had a bye week last week but other than that yep. um the Raiders were the only winning team in the AFC West in week seven. The Chiefs fall to the Tennessee Titans in a game where, where that offense of Kansas City was just shut down. Um, and then Denver just couldn't score in the first half, put put themselves in a hole in a bad situation. And uh, Dearness Johnson really carried uh, the Cleveland offense by running the ball well. They only scored 17 points, but he ran the ball well and really melted a lot of clock forcing Denver to not have enough time to come back after such a porous first half. So the ASC West struggling outside of the Raiders um, and the Chargers, of course, but they had a bye week. Um, what, what do you think about the ASC West right now? Uh, what does it look like to you? What are you seeing? TV, let's just get the, the hardest part out of the way. Let's talk about my damn Chiefs. And, okay. um, you know, comparison between the Dodgers, as I previously alluded to, maybe – the clock is, is, it's, you know, it's nearing midnight, as they would say. The clock is about to strike midnight. The Dodgers, back-to-back series appearances, I think that three really, really close. Uh, it's similar to the Chiefs, AFC title game, Super Bowl, Super Bowl. You can't ever, as good as it sounds, <laughs> as much as each respective fan base wants it and talks it, there comes a time where somebody comes and kicks your butt. You just seen it with the Dodgers, who beat up on the Braves last year, coming back from a hole and winning that NL pennant. 
Braves came back and won this year. We've seen it from the Chiefs this year. They have faced the four AFC division leaders, Ravens, Chargers, uh, and a missing a team, AFC. Patriots? No. Somebody else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bills. Similar to the all four teams beat the Chiefs. I, I only say that to say you go look, those three dynasties, Dodgers and Chiefs, or two dynasties, event dynasty ends. Eventually the winning just kind of runs out. You this is a professional sports. It it just happens. It's just what it is. Right? I, I look at the Dodgers, I look at the Chiefs like the I I won't go into more detail about the Chiefs because I don't want to talk about it. I don't. I just don't want to talk about it. We're a bad football team. Legitly, we are a bad football team. I'll leave it wow. there. Don't wow me. Don't do that. We are wow. A team. <laughs> <laughs> we are. I will leave it at that. Um, okay. Uh, Let me pick up yeah, on the Chiefs, yeah. TV. You don't have to listen if you don't want to. But, Jesus Christ! But, but let, let me let me discuss the Chiefs for a minute. Uh, so I'm surprised you said we are a bad football team. The word I'm surprised those I'm surprised those words came out of your mouth. I will say I don't think the Chiefs are that good this year. They just don't look that good. I'm not going to say they're bad. They still have Patrick Mahomes. They still have a deadly offense, but something's missing. Something isn't clicking. I think maybe it's just caught up to them. Maybe. The opposing teams have just figured something out, like a way to defend, figured out what they're doing. I think a lot of it may stem back to the offensive line struggles. Um, I, I, I don't think the offensive line's been as good as you would hope for it to be. It has. And your running game, and your and your running game isn't the same, right? Darrell Williams just isn't. And and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has he been injured or is he not playing? Well, the IR. That's what I thought. Uh, yeah, and so, and so with Darrell Williams, he's just not the same running back. I think you guys have gotten a little one-dimensional. I think teams have figured out a way to defend, um, or at least defend better. Uh, and and I just I think the defense is obviously struggling too. But um, look, the Chiefs are still a good football team with loads of talent, uh, but I just don't think they're as good. And I think this is just going to be an off year for the Kansas City Chiefs. I expect them to bounce back to an extent, um, but. Maybe a wild card. I really don't think they win the AFC West this year. AFC West, it's not out the picture because we still have five games remaining in the division. Yeah, no, these are true. tough games. We got two against the Broncos. We've owned lately. How we've played, I, just, I, I don't really care to say that we own them again this year. The Raiders beat us once last year. The Chargers have already gotten her gotten her butts this year. So, honestly, the playoffs look pretty dim. I'm, I'm waiting for the switch i do not have confidence that they can find a switch in a room with all of the lights it's just i have that much confidence in them right now because they they just they're a bad team you hit the nail on the head almost i think they can run the ball they just been putting these deficits man you can't run the ball when you're down 24-0 it's just kind of impossible it's true um the turnovers is sickening it makes me sick to my stomach to know that they turn the ball over this much and then the defense. I mean, I've seen I've seen horrible defenses in the city. This is nothing new. Why they're bad, I can't explain it. But they're three and four, and the schedule gets tougher. They have, if not the hardest schedule in football. No one really talks about that. 
um, because it's the Chiefs got 15, but this schedule is daunting. Like, I just said it. Four division leaders in the first seven weeks of football? That is just hard, man. It it don't matter who's the quarterback. That's hard to do, but no more. No more on the Chiefs. Let's talk about let's talk about the Raiders. Who, as TV alluded, their lone matchup in Week Seven, the only team in the AFC West who won their um their their matchup. Look, following the Gruden debacle, the Raiders are two and zero. Yeah, that's I I, what else to say? They're two and zero following what was really another black eye in the NFL. Um, Derek. I, he's not playing out of his mind, but he's winning ball games. He's playing well. That Raiders defense is much better than they thought and anticipated heading into the season. They got probably their best player offense, Darren Waller. He's he's currently hurt, but they produce, especially downfield, and they run the ball. So shout out to the Raiders. And I would never say that again. But they're two and zero following John Gruden and that whole debacle. TV, your thoughts? Yeah, two and zero since John Gruden left. Three and zero to start the season. Um, they had two bad games mixed in there where they where they lost came out on the losing end. Um, they started three and zero, then fell to three and two. Now they're two and zero since John Gruden's left, uh, and they're sitting at five and two on top of the AFC West. Um, look, I, I'm gonna just kind of rehash some of the things you said. Derek Carr not playing out of his mind. You're right; it's not crazy good, but he had a great game this last week. He only threw one interception, and I think he only had like four incompletions all game, and, and that's throwing thirty some passes. So. Um, Derek Carr's not playing out of his mind. He's not pl- making crazy plays. You're right. But what I think Derek Carr does, and I think he is an unbelievable leader. Um, some of the words he had to say following the John Gruden thing, you know, he was just calm, was like, look, you know, like I, I love John, John Gruden as a person, um, but, you know, this is this is something that had to be, you know, he made a mistake. This is something that had to be. He said something along those lines. I, I can't quote him specifically, but. You know, just saying, you know, look, you know, I, I love John Gruden, but, you know, this happened. We got to move on. We've got to find a way. And he almost, me, became that role model. Now look, like I'm going to take over and I'm going to lead. And I think he seems to be a great leader. I think he's done a great job. And clearly he's leading his team to wins um, since that departure of John Gruden. So um, I think Derek Carr's doing a great job. And I agree on the defense. They are better than I gave them credit for to start this season. But here's who I'm going to compare them to. I think they're similar to another defense that I thought was going to be really bad, and that's the Dallas Cowboys. The mm. Dallas Cowboys seem to be better defensively than I expected as well, but I don't know that either defense is that great. I think they're led by wonderful athletes. Um, mm. Trayvon yeah. Diggs for the Dallas Cowboys is just an insane athlete who makes plays on the ball. Uh, per great game. Six yeah, or seven. For the reason. Wow. Yep. Has. Um, he has six intercept or has seven interceptions through his first six games. Had had a pick in each one of those. I mean, that man's just a great athlete. And I think uh, who I'm going to compare him to. They don't play the same position, but who I'm going to compare him to on the Raiders' defense is uh, Jonathan Abram. Their their safety. I think mm-hmm. Jonathan Abram is just a wonderful athlete in the secondary, and I think he just makes plays on the ball consistently. Uh, whether that's breaking up passes, coming up and stopping the run, um, or defending the tight end, whatever Abram's doing, I think he leads that defense as a great athlete. Um, and, and, of course, they have multiple other. Max Crosby's done a great job as a defensive end for the Raiders so far this year. So, I think – I don't think either defense is overly talented, but I think they have a few very athletic guys on defense who just make plays on the ball. Uh, and I think that's going to be enough for the Raiders if they can, you know, score 30 points a game like they've done for most of their games this year. 
Uh, they scored 34 against the Broncos and 33 last week. So if, if they're going to do that, that defense is good enough for them to win games. Uh, so, I, look, I had the Raiders as the third best team in this division, but I had the Raiders, Broncos, and Chiefs all winning 10 games or 10 or more games. So, look, I, I expected this team to be good. I did not expect them to win this division, but um, I really, I'm really, I guess, not shocked that they're playing well, but five wins already. They're already halfway to what I expected them to win this year. So Raiders are looking yeah. very good. It. I want to say the second half of last year, last year. They did. I'm interested to see what they do at the midway point. But I know that is a good team. My only piece of advice to Derek Carr, everything, move on. No more of it. Play football. Yeah. Because I, I don't I don't like – I didn't agree with everything he said, out, you know, out there in the media. I don't agree with it. it was, nothing was bad, but they were things that – long and uh, – a, a issue like this, an issue like this. Move on, focus on football because you do have a good team. Uh, Broncos, let's talk about them. Uh, we, we'll, have um, more, we'll, we'll have more to say about these guys at the end of the show, yeah. too. <laughs> uh, Broncos, three and up to begin the season. TV, zero and four since. I mean, man, what, 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 is, what, what, like, what's going on? What the hell? Is it big? Um, like, what's what's really the issue out here in Denver? I, I, don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know if it's a big fan year or not. I'm not ready to say if I think it is. Um, I probably should already have an opinion on this, but I really just don't know about this team. Started yeah. 3-0. and um, A lot of people were, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they, they played three bad teams, and they did. Since, they've played four pretty solid teams. They've played um, the Oakland Raiders. They've played – the Pittsburgh Steelers, who, you know, by all accounts, people think the Steelers are done. I still think the Steelers are a solid football team as well. Um, the Ravens. The Ravens, another solid football team. Oh, my goodness. Who else did they lose to? And the Browns. Steelers. Oh, and the Browns this week. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Ravens, um, Steelers, Raiders, Browns. Yes. And so, four solid teams. Look, the, 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 the Browns, the embarrassing part was that they didn't have their quarterback or either one of their starting running backs. <laughs> so... That's the bad part. It's still a solid football team. They still have a solid defense, but they didn't have any of their starting offensive weapons. You have to win that game in week seven on Thursday night on a short week. That team is missing three of their best offensive weapons. I mean, you how do you lose that football game? Uh, my main – what I'm going to pick out about these guys mainly is, is the quarterback play. I think Teddy Bridgewater looked great through three games, but he's looked pretty subpar or – at par, you know, right at average since those three games. Um, and the main thing is we can't score in the first half. All of these games, we have went into halftime with a double-digit double digit deficit. Uh, you can't mm. go – you cannot go into halftime with a double-digit deficit and not scoring the ball. Uh, I don't think we had any points at halftime against the Ravens, and we didn't have any points at halftime against the Browns. Um, the Raiders, I think we only had seven at halftime against them. Uh, and the Steelers, we – probably had scored but I'm not sure exactly how many uh, off the top of my head but nonetheless all games we struggled in the first half and then kind of tried to make a comeback in the second half too little too late uh end up losing to the Browns by three the Ravens well I, the Ravens beat us 23 to 7 so there wasn't really a comeback in that game but Raiders we lost 34 24 um after being down by three or four scores at one point we only lost by 10 and same thing with the Steelers we were down multiple scores and came back to only lose by like 10 so they try to come back in the second half. I don't know if this is 
all Teddy Bridgewater to blame, but some of it has to be. I mean, you got to you've got to find ways to get the offense moving in the first half. I don't know if we're picking it up in the second half because defenses are letting up and you know playing a little softer coverage. I don't know if it's bad play calling in the first half and then we're opening up the playbook in the second half and it's getting better, but something has got to change. This team has too much talent. Thank God Jerry Judy's returning that adds to our talent on offense, but we have too much talent. We have too much talent on offense to be losing four to- four games in a row and barely scoring in the first half of all of those games. You've got to get the point. You got to get more points on the board. And we got a good defense. They just can't they can't help it because they're on the de- on the field for so much of the game that by the second half they're worn out too and mm-hmm. uh, can't stop the other team from scoring to be able to make a comeback. But uh, I don't know, man. Nonetheless, I think I think this offense is really killing killing us. Whether that's quarterback play calling. Uh, head coach, I don't know, but uh, something has got to be adjusted um, before we fall into an even deeper hole. That was well put. You covered some of my talking points, too. I want to say this, though. <laughs> I say this facetiously or comically. You know, it's one thing to be friends with an in-division rival, okay? Mm-hmm. What I appreciate about our friendship is you're at the – at least how it stands now. You are a friend of another – see west team that is sucking right now i i couldn't i wouldn't be able to stand you tv if you were a if you were a Raiders fan and, or a chargers fan. i had a real issue with the chargers but if you were a chargers fan who have kicked the chief's butt this year i would hate your guts right now i can appreciate you and your team sucking right along with mine because it makes for an easier conversation because boy if you was a raiders fan this podcast wouldn't be lasting any longer i would hate your guts i'm just saying Appreciate you sucking right along with me, man, because this is this is tough right now. It's hard, I guess, respectively being a Chiefs and Broncos fan. It's just really, really hard right now. Well, I got to tell you, we might be – the way these teams are looking right now, we might be set for a couple of uh, good good matchups between the Chiefs and Broncos this year, to be honest with you. I don't know I don't know when those matchups come. I know one of them is in December. Uh, the other one's got to be before that, but I, I, don't, I don't know what week it is. Um, but well, I, look, I think we might I, be set for – Go ahead. No, well, I was going to say I disagree because both teams lose the ball. Um, <laughs> we have the worst of the two defenses, so I, I just don't – I don't know. Like, coaching is no better than you guys have right now. And I hate to say that about Big Red, a.k.a. Andy Reid. But uh, I just – TV, I don't know. I just, they, they suck. They're not a good football team. And I've been spoiled these last three seasons. All of Chiefs Kingdom, we've been spoiled these last three seasons. We get – we get, you know, a four-year, three-year stretch for Patrick Mahomes compared to no other quarterback ever in history. Um, and I, and that's even Tom Brady, who has a championship to show in his first few seasons, not the stats like Mahomes does. We, we've never seen a three-year run like Mahomes. Now, we, now we've kind of hit a wall, and I'll tell you, this wall is like the Great Wall of China or the Great Wall of Depression. It is a really bad <laughs> wall, and I hate it because they, they just don't look the same. They look like... There's a there's a character in GI Joe named Nimrod, I think, and his he had just the ability to like shape not shape shift just turn into other human beings like he can like their image, yeah, their likeness or whatever, and that's what it seems like the Chiefs are they're like a, a, a really bad version of Nartar. Like what I'm looking at, when I look at 15, I don't really see 15. Like I, it's him, it's just not him though. That like there's there's something off about this team, and I. That because it's, it's frustrating. You know what's crazy? <laughs> I, I, we we still got to cover the Chargers, but you know what's crazy yeah. is 
the fact that you guys were actually like you defended Derrick Henry pretty well. I know, right? He only had, he only had like eighty rushing yards, and you guys just couldn't move the football, and you know, therefore you you couldn't win the game. I mean, like twenty seven points is I mean it's not great, but it's not that bad to allow twenty seven points. And to only allow 80 rushing yards to Derrick Henry, that's not that bad. You guys were just mishandled or mis – not mishandled. You were just disgruntled by the Tennessee Titans defense. I, I don't I don't know. You guys didn't defend that badly. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't that bad. When the Chiefs did something well on defense <clears> – excuse me. Did something well on defense, stop Henry. But what they couldn't do was the passing game. That's true. So, yeah, there's the Derrick Henry effect. You just play action him, and you just throw the ball over the top, and boom, you got A.J. Brown, seven receptions, 30 in a touchdown. So, <laughs> I mean, it's really pick your poison with this defense. Like, So, what you can, you can go into this game and be elite at it. So, on to the Chargers, who had a bye week. Heading into the bye week, they got crushed by Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> So they're going to come out of this bye week, I'm sure, with a chip on shoulder. And they were not at the Raiders um, in the division. They're, they're coming into week eight at home against the um, New England Patriots, who just crushed the Jets. So it would be one hell of a matchup, a second-year quarterback versus Bill Belichick and that defense. And the Patriots are playing good football right now. I know they lost to Tampa in that rainy game, but they still play really good ball. They crushed the Jets like they've always done. And now here they are against the Chargers. Your thought about the Chargers, TP? I think this is another solid team. Look, I th- honest, honestly, I my opinion hasn't really changed on the AFC West. I, th- I still think all four teams are solid. Denver's struggling right now, and, and it and it looks bad. The Chiefs are struggling right now, and it looks bad. But I still feel the same way. I think we have four solid football teams in this division. Um, yeah. And I think the Chargers, I think that, that loss to the Ravens kind of shows just some of their – Hit, you know, hiccups too. I, I still think they are below the Raiders. Um, I, I don't think they're going to put on as a, a full season. Um, I, I think just falling to the to the Ravens the way they did just shows kind of the some of the hiccups they have, some of the um, struggles they're going to have this season. But they're a good team, and I expect. Well, I mean, Patriots, like you said, it might be a good football game though. Uh, Mac Jones and the Patriots just destroyed the Jets. Um, so, so they're going to be coming in rolling, uh, but I still expect the Chargers to defend home home field and get back in the win column uh, after the bye week. But um, yeah, I mean the Chargers have looked good. Offense is solid. Defense isn't. I mean, you know, it's it's not great, but it's not bad either. Derwin James is still in the secondary out there, so um, I, I I don't know. I, I I don't know if I have a whole lot to say. I mean, I just I still think they're the an average team. I don't. I don't expect them to be at the top of the AFC West come the end of the year. But they look good right now. And um, barring, you know, of course, outside of that uh, embarrassing loss. But I mean, they look good right now, and I expect them to get back in the win column against the Patriots this week. The Chargers. One thing I learned about the Chargers: <laughs> its weakness is run defense. They may. They may be the worst run defense in football. That's number one. Okay. Um, great pass defense. Horrible. And we were seeing it against the, the Ravens, a la probably the best rushing attack in football, and Lamar Jackson and company. They run all over the Chargers, and they are very susceptible to that. The, the Patriots can really run the ball. That's number one. Pump the Josh Herbert. Okay, so not every 
Brady and Mahomes, but they can come in in the first two or three seasons and really light the world on fire. Herbert is a really good quarterback. But thing with young, young quarterbacks have weeks like that, though. Like, it's just you can't really avoid it. It's weeks where you get, you, I mean, put in that limelight and it, Hey, look, relax. You're still a young quarterback. You got a lot of things to learn still. That Ravens defense proved that. Like, don't get it twisted. Still yep. young, still a little wet. And they have a young head coach. So we're going to see things like that from the Chargers where exposed not because of what they aren't doing, just because of the lack of experience. And actually seeing it and living it on that football field. So I like I really like Herbert. I'm a fan. I, I love that we'll get to see him versus Mahomes the next, at least, yeah. I assume. But pump the brakes. This team has a ceiling. I just don't know if they can get so far with a second-year quarterback who is very talented. He just he likes that experience. Quality team, I think they have a really good offense. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. Um, not scared. Maybe he may be too much courage. Like, you can't go for it on every fourth down now. Like, you got you to gotta pump the ball sometimes because – there are good defenses in the NFL. So stop stop with so many fourth down attempts and you gotta find a way to be better with the rushing defense. That's all I got on the Chargers. Yeah. I like the way you said the, that they have a ceiling, just not sure where that is. Because uh, yeah. that's what I would say is I, I think their ceiling is pretty uh, I think it's I, I maybe that's what I'm trying to say. I think the Broncos and the Raiders have a higher ceiling. Um and, and I may be biased, but I think they have a higher ceiling than the Chargers. And I think that's why I expect the Broncos and Raiders to maybe still pull out a good long season. Um, I, I feel like the Chargers ceiling is much higher. I think part of that might be because of their defense. Um, but nonetheless, the Chargers, Chargers still a good team. Justin Herbert is still a good quarterback. Um, but like you said, you're going to get weeks like you saw this last week yeah. from Herbert, um, from a young quarterback. So Yeah, young quarterback, young head coach. That's just a growing pace being so young. Going up against experienced, talented, aggressive defenses like that defense that want to come get you like ain't no i'm like well patrick mahomes are four man rushes all the time like the tennessee titans patrick mahomes one time one after him with four guys the buccaneers in the super bowl blitzed them zero times got after him with four the herbert it, no he's going to see blitzes because he's not patrick he's not tom brady he will be pressured uh on to the houston Texans, deshaun watson and the trade deadline approaching November 2nd. Um, it's been speculated that the Miami Dolphins are heavily involved in trading for Deshaun Watson. TV, if you are a GM of any, any team, one that specifically needs a quarterback and this guy is available, TV, what do you give up for back Deshaun Watson? Uh, not very much. Not um, very much? No. I So, this is being reported minimum three first round picks for Deshaun Watson. You you're not giving up three first round picks for an elite quarterback? No, I don't think you're so. Correct. Um, look, look, I love Deshaun Watson as a football player and the talent that he holds because I think this man is equal to Patrick Mahomes and the, and you can't tell me otherwise. I think this man's talent is just as good as Patrick Mahomes's. I think okay. they are equal in terms of what they can do on the football field. The problem, he didn't always have the, a full team around him in Houston. Now, granted, I can't make much of a case for the defense because Kansas City hasn't always had a good defense either. But outside of DeAndre Hopkins, his targets weren't very good in Houston. He had some other pieces, 
but DeAndre Hopkins was usually his main man and running the ball. They've always kind of been iffy there too. Um, you know, likes of um, really old running back. And I just drew a blank on his name. Um, doesn't matter, but David Johnson as well was there and he's coming off of injuries. He was once a great running back, but he was coming yep. off of injuries when he uh, came to Houston. And then, like I said, I, I'm drawing a blank on the other running back that was there before David Johnson, but it doesn't matter. He never had those pieces. And so, Look, I think he's a great quarterback, and I think he has a chance to lead a team to a Super Bowl. Heck, he almost led the Houston Texans to a Super Bowl uh, until the Kansas City Chiefs made a wonderful comeback. Um, but I wouldn't give up much, and the reason why is we don't know what's going to happen. He hasn't finished his court dates and court rulings and all of that, and I think as soon as he signs somewhere else, we're going to hear the news of his court rulings, and then he, what if he ends up being guilty? If he ends up being guilty, he's in jail. He can't play football because this is 20-some women, and if any of them are true, I mean, he's he's not an NFL player anymore. I assume he's going to jail or at least is going to be punished. Yeah. Um, now, now, that's if he ends up guilty. We don't know, but I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't give up very much if he's in trouble. Uh, and maybe that's a risk you're worth taking. Maybe he just finishes this season for you because I don't, I don't know when all this court stuff is set up to happen. But, I mean, I just don't know if it's worth the risk. I love the dude to death. I think he's a great football player. I love his talent. But if he's in trouble, do you really want him on your football team with the chance that he doesn't play for a little bit? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how all the legal stuff is going to work out, and that's why I hold off. If If we're not worried about any of that, yeah, screw it. I, I may give three first round picks, but but with the with the risk of the legalities and everything else, I, I don't think I take a risk on Deshaun Watson yet. See, so not take the risk. If I'm the Miami Dolphins or Philadelphia Eagles, hell yeah, I take the risk. Because I, look, and look, I'm trading away to a ton who I never was buying high stock in. Me. I'm trading away Jalen Hurts, who I was never buying high stock in. I bought some stack. I believe that those guys could be good, serviceable quarterbacks, but not winning quarterbacks. That's who can win the Super Bowls. And if you're the Dolphins specifically, have young emerging talent yep. on the offense uh, with guys like uh, Waddle and on the defensive side of the ball with that young defense um, who haven't really lived up to expectations this year, but certain things happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why not? Why not? Because you've built up this capital over the last five seasons of your Dolphins. You've built up built up this team. you got a young head coach. Why not go for it? Next season, this may not be the season. I agree with you from that standpoint because there there is too much of the legalities if I'm off the field with Deshaun Watson. It's not worth the risk. But that clears, whether that results in house arrest or whatever the case may be. Get Deshaun Watson because in this league you need a quarterback. Tua, is- you do. I agree. I don't, he may not. He just. I believe he can be the guy, a franchise QB, just not with this Dolphins teams. He's not ready yet. Okay, he's just not ready yet. One guy that is ready, Deshaun Watson, and he's going to be coming back. Off, coming back off of what I assume to be a year worth the rest, and with a new with a new beginning, and a, we're seeing what. What DeAndre Hopkins and J.J. Watt are doing with the Cardinals right now, talking about new beginnings and fresh starts. I know they're not quarterbacks per se, but nonetheless, they are contributing to a quarterback, contributing to a young, healthy, hungry team. I think Deshaun Watson can have the same effect, especially in Houston, 
just like those two guys I just mentioned did. You leave Houston and go to a situation, which I think can be if he arrives there, make the risk. I take the risk, not make it. I take the risk because that guy, I, I wouldn't put him on the Lee's uh, Mahomes level like you would, but I won't debate that neither because, I, I yeah, he is surely an elite quarterback. So for whatever that's worth, give me that guy over to a, Give me that guy over Jalen. Give me that guy over Ben Watson. Deshaun Watson, that is a Super Bowl contending team. If they got Deshaun Watson, give, please give. <laughs> you, you, I take the you risk. You know Pittsburgh. You know Pittsburgh isn't parting ways with Ben Roethlisberger, though. <laughs> Man, just, look. Just because if of they want to win, they. I know. I know. Uh, but I think the loyalty there, they're going to let him finish out this season no matter what their record ends up being. Those guys, those guys are too loyal to Big Ben. I think, um, you know, it, this may end up being his last year, but I think this year is, he he's the quarterback the rest of this season just because of that loyalty with with Big Ben and and his time spent in Pittsburgh. Yeah. But all right, all right week week seven winners and losers, Kelvin. Uh, do you want to do like one apiece, one winner, one loser, or just however many we have, we can cover each one. Um, we yeah, I mean we'll just we'll alternate and. I'll get it started. We can do two or three winners or losers, not each, but okay. just two or three apiece. Okay. Um, I'll get it started. I have a, a really fun one, and I, I mean this with all seriousness as well. Loser, Tom Brady threw his 600th touchdown pass uh, this past Sunday. Mike Evans, re- he was on the receiving end of that ball. No, it was 600 and threw it into the fans. My <laughs> loser is the fan who caught the ball. <laughs> <laughs> Because he did give the ball back, as I. But the most important, at what price are you giving up the ball? His his haul was for I think Tom Brady and Mike Evans, a pair of signing cleats by Mike Evans, um, a bit a single Bitcoin from Tom Brady, and um, I want to say like uh, like season passes for the remaining of this season and next season. Now, that's not a bad haul. For a grateful, humble guy like myself, that's actually pretty good. But we're talking about Tom Brady, 600 pass touchdown. I need more. And it was reported that afterwards, he failed to mention, which was his probably biggest gift, he said, uh, and, and I'm paraphrasing with those words, his biggest gift would have been a round of golf with Tom Brady. Well, why didn't you ask for a round of golf yeah. with Tom Brady? <laughs> What are you talking about, you fool? It's 600 passing touchdowns. He's only got to ever do that. The asking price was too low. But it was too low. He was too scared. You asked for the world because Tom Brady was willing to give the world for that ball. Mike Evans made the sole mistake of giving it away. You asked for everything. And he failed to ask for the one thing he really wanted. Loser, that fan who caught that ball. Yeah, yeah. I, look, he's the loser because he didn't get to go home with the football. Um, that, <laughs> and I don't mean loser as in his personality. Like, he is the loser of week seven because yes. he didn't get to go home with that football. Like, this man, like, he had it in his hands. And then asked for and then it. He you had it. it away. Um, the only thing that you mentioned that I heard, and, and I don't know the, um, uh, the, I don't know the factual, like if this is factual of what I heard, but I heard they also got like a shopping card for the Bucks team store. Yes, now, what is a dollar gift card to the okay. Bucks team store? Yes, thank you. Okay, so I don't, I don't know that that's 
I mean, yeah, I mean, that's nice, but, you know. That, yeah, it's that cool. Doesn't, that doesn't... <laughs> he, he got a lot in return. But you really wanted that round of golf. Oh, my God. Yeah, why didn't you ask Tom Brady for that round of golf? Like, come on. Why? That, that's like, that, you, you got some good stuff. Why didn't you ready for the round of golf? Yeah. <laughs> like, what the hell? That's the that's first my thing loser. that would have been coming out of my mouth. If that's, if that's what I was wanting, that's the first thing that comes out of my mouth, man. Hey, Easy. Tom, let's, let's, go to the, let's go to the batting cages. I want to see if you can hit my fastball. Like, that, you know, like that's, if that's what's on my mind, that's what I'm going to ask for. By the way, do you think Tom Brady can hit my fastball? I think he. Oh. <laughs> How about this? This is step one. I hope you don't hit Tom Brady with your fastball. That's number oh, that's one. True. That's true. <laughs> I think they would immediately actually say no if I asked for that because they would assume I'm just trying to injure him or something, and that I would peg him. Peg they him would. With my fastball. But in all seriousness, yeah. my fastball is only going to be like 75 miles an hour anyway, so it's probably not going to hurt that bad. <laughs> no, he would crush that, man. He would crush that. <laughs> Okay, uh, I'll give you my first loser, and I'm going to come with a hot, pretty, pretty hard on, on him. I, I was, I laid up, and I was easy um, in just like reviewing the season, but I'm going to be pretty mm-hmm. hard. The losers are my Denver Broncos in Week Seven. I mean, there's Whoa. there's no football team, there's no football team that wasn't a loser in Week Seven. They they, I mean, they were they completely missed an opportunity to get an easy win. This is an offense now, albeit Dearness Johnson had a wonderful game. I don't want to take anything away from him. But there is no reason Dearness Johnson should be beating you guys. And that's what happened. Case Keenum was serviceable, and he did fine. Um, But Dearness Johnson beat the Denver Broncos, and that is embarrassing. Something has to change. I mentioned it. And I'm telling you, my first step, I I think Fangio is the defensive quarterback, so I'm not going to come at him. I think think the the offense, Pat Shermer, I think, is our play caller, offensive coordinator. Um, I think – I think he, for now, I think he's probably doing a fine job because he's able to find ways to score in the second half. Um, so I'm coming to Teddy Bridgewater, man. Look, you had three great games, but you've got to step it up. If we don't beat the Washington football team this weekend, it's time to put Drew Locke back in. You took his team away from him. Give it back to him if we don't beat the Washington football team. If we fall to three and five and lose to the Washington football team this weekend, I'm done with Teddy Bridgewater, and I want Drew Locke to get his offense back. That was his team in the first place. He started his career 5-1. and one. The man has shown that he can win and that he can score the football. Sure, he turns the ball over at a higher clip than Teddy Bridgewater, but the man scores, and that's what I want is more points to help our defense out. So the losers of Week 7 is the Denver Broncos, and I guess more specifically I'm coming at Teddy Bridgewater if you want me to target one person in general. But that's my, lo- that's my first loser of Week 7. Well put. Uh, winner, Derrick Henry's MVP votes, or I don't know, push, or whatever you want to call it. Derrick Henry, winner. Um, he did not have a single rushing touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But he did throw four quarter for a touchdown. Um, I just think that helps out his MVP case. So he's very versatile in this, at just being a football player. And I think it's time that we put the proper respects on Derrick Henry as a football player. So not only is he the best running back in football, and I don't think it's close. I, I think whoever your number two is, is a far number two. It's not up for yeah. debate. This guy is number one. He has to be in the top – I forget what number he came in at in the top ten. I want to say like six or something. Derrick Henry, what he does week in, week out, with the exception of last week because he didn't crack 100 yards, but he did throw for a touchdown. TV, man. 
top three? Probably, in football? Top, I mean, he's, he's right there. He might be four instead of top three in your list, but he's right Man. there, dude. Like, he, he, you're right. And, and I'm honestly – I'm one of the guys, like, I'll admit, I'm one of the guys that has kind of denied him some of that love that he deserved. But, look, the dude carries the Titans week in and week out. Yes, Every Ryan week. Tannehill does, yes, Ryan Tannehill does his job, but Derrick Henry carries this team week in and week out. And he deserves to be up there. He deserves to get that love. And in terms of MVP talk, he's been getting snubbed the last few years in terms of where he finishes in MVP talk, I think. This man, should, should he have been over Patrick Mahomes the year Mahomes won it? I don't know. I'm just saying this man deserves more attention there. Um, but here's what helps his MVP. The fact that he is the running back and not a quarterback. Because albeit, yes, he threw that touchdown, but I do not want to see him throw the football again because that was the goofiest-looking <laughs> throw I have ever seen. It worked because Michael Pruitt was wide open. But, man, that was the goofiest-looking throw I have seen. And I am glad he is a great running back. Yes, it was a goofy throw, but – Great back of the end zone where only his guy can get it. You're right. It was it was a great pass. It didn't look that good out the hand, but hey, it counted for six. Okay, it got there and the man caught it. That's all that matters. Yeah, I give you two more losers, and well, I give I give you another loser for my final, you know, winner. Okay, Trey, you will not like this one. TV, it will go. The first two coaches I think that will be fired: Vic Fangio and Matt oh. Nagy of the of the in Chicago Bears. Man. Um, sorry guys. As I just said, these will be the first two coaches probably on the same day, if I had to guess. If I was a betting man, I put all my coins into that basket. Um, they mishandle respectively. They mishandled the quarterback situation. Okay, let's just start there. Justin Fields got smoked this week. Okay. Uh, they got absolutely crushed. Um, which I mean, he's a rookie quarterback with a with a with a with a bad head coach. I mean, I sorry. It, yeah. They just got they just got beaten to a pulse. And then TV's really talked about it all episode. I mean, the Broncos. I don't want to say they missed the quarterbacking situation, but clearly the guy that's currently in has lost four straight games. This yep. is a talented roster. I thought this was the second talented, most talented roster in the division. Probably the the best, the most talented roster in this division. And under five hundred. Um, you said it. Their head coach is actually just a defensive coordinator at best. He is not a head coach in this league. He I, he has a really good defense. The defense is kind of underachieving right now. Talented offense, good weapons on the outside, good weapons in the middle. They can run the ball. Um, they have the proper protection. Not great, not elite, but they have good protection. Just a good NFL roster, and they're under 500. Big Fangio, Matt Nagy, losers. They will the door sooner than later. So – is this out the door going to happen before season's end? Absolutely. This happened. I want to. It happens in November. Let's say week ten. Both coaches. Okay. Okay. Uh, honestly, first two head coach I, I like that take. I like that take. I'm with you on Matt Nagy. I, like I said, I'm not sure on Vic Fangio yet. You asked me about Fangio. I'm not sure on him yet. I'm. I'm wanting to say the quarterback first um, because. I don't want to play Vic Fangio yet. Um, but if this team doesn't figure it out all season, then, yeah, it's, it, it's a Vic Fangio. Um, but that I guess that tells you I'm thinking he at least gets the rest of this year um, to figure it out. But maybe not. You might be right, um, especially if they continue to lose. I mean, if we're if we're talking about the Broncos being three and seven in week 10 or three and six in week 10, I mean, yeah, then then yeah, I think we're talking, go. you know, Vic, Vic Fangio's out. 
if we lose six games in a row. But my final one, I gave you my loser. It was the Denver Broncos. I'll give you my winner. Uh, Joe Burrow, this man, threw for 400 yards, threw for 400 yards this week. He continues to show me why I am an idiot for not believing in the Bengals. Um, they have improved to five and two. They lead the AFC North after throttle stomping the uh, Baltimore Ravens, who yeah. we mentioned just got done throttle stomping the the Chargers. So, are you look, buying Bengals stock, dude? Buy buy into it now. I I have, not, I have not at all this season, but buy into it now. Joe Mixon looks good. Joe Burrow looks good. Look, Joe and Joe are just leading the show. Yeah. <laughs> And then, of course, you got Jamar Chase at wide receiver. Look, the Cincinnati Bengals, and their defense isn't great, but it's not bad either. I mean, it, no, it's, it's not. Solid, it's a good defense. Yeah. yeah it, it's a solid defense. Um, so, look, I, I, I have not yet, but seven weeks in, Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, and company have convinced me. Oh, um, I, let me say this winners and losers, we did six total. TV, I think we just crushed. I think so too. Yeah. Wow. I enjoyed that. Winners and losers. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's I think that's worthy yeah. of a, a revisit next Tuesday. I think we gotta come back with that one at least. Um yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. So there you have it. Um the Man of Man podcast following the winners and losing winners and losers segments. Um I can't sit here and say I remember my winners and losers. Loser and Matt Nagy winner. Uh, loser, I, I go another loser. That that damn temper who did not get his round of golf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then my was, who does my winner was? Um, oh my gosh, how did yeah. I forget to? Um, Such a great segment, man. We forgot it. Yeah. <laughs> oh you know what? Gosh. I think I'll just skip the winner. If you want to know who the winner is, you. So yeah. that's big. Yeah. Me, I'm Kevin Maduli. We appreciate the time. Feels good to be back. Uh, as I alluded to previously, I'm transitioning from Kansas City to St. Louis. So down for me right now. Uh, but when we when I get settled down, we will we will find that consistency again and get back rolling with these episodes. So I patience. Thank you guys. TV. Absolutely. Yes, we will see you guys on Friday. See you Friday. Thank you.